0: Route Talk, a podcast with inspiring and diverse conversations about walking in your purpose and maximizing your God-given potential and gifts. Each week, we'll provide spiritual nourishment that will motivate you to rise up and use your empowered mindset to live a purpose and impact-driven life. Now here's your host, Glenda Rosa. Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in on episode number two of my podcast, Sprout Talk. Before I begin, I want to take this time to thank everyone for taking time out of your busy schedule to tune in and for the amazing support that I've received at the launch of this podcast. I'm so overwhelmed with joy reading your testimonies, your stories, and your comments. Again, thank you. I've been thinking about some of the conversations that we will be having in the future through this podcast and the wonderful guests that you will get to meet. And my prayer continues to be that through each episode, you are blessed, but also challenged to grow in Him and that you're able to expand His kingdom by using your voice and your gifts. So today I wanna share a little story. I have a 15 year old son. And when he turned 12, right before school started, I took him to the primary doctor for his yearly physical. So after the initial checkup, you know, when they do the weight, the vision, the height, the doctor informed us that my son was above average for his height. She compared her notes from a previous visit a few months back when I took him for a common cold that he had. And to our surprise, he had grown four to five inches. She explained that for boys is usually about three inches a year, but for kids that are out of school during the summer, they tend to grow because they're home and they're eating more. And can I just pause right here? I know I'm not the only parent that during the summer, we got to pray for patience and our finances because having the kids at home, they're eating everything i mean cereal milk everything can i get a name in? my god okay back to the story so the pediatrician tells us that kids his age continued to grow but at the rate that my son was growing she was expecting him to reach six feet by the age of 16. well between the age of 14 and 15 he got to six feet the reason why i share this story is because She explained to us some of the changes that happened during these growth spurts, and that's what I want to talk to you today. The Stages of Growth. The name of this podcast is Sprout Talk, and in a previous episode, I shared a bit of my story of how I got to this point of stepping out in obedience to begin this podcast and other things that the Lord has in the works. One of the things that I believe that the Lord wanted me to share was a bit of the behind the scenes. And no, I'm not talking about the equipment that I'm using, the websites, the sound. No, I believe that God wants me to talk to you about the four stages of growth. Stage number one, planted. Stage number two, rooted. Stage number three, sprout. And stage number four, flourish. And we're calling these stages because the definition of stage means a point, a period, or a step in a process of development. So I want you to understand that in order for us to get to the level of sprouting or flourishing, we must first be planted. You see, we cannot skip steps in our development. Think of it as the same as when you're in school and your teacher tells you, okay, there's gonna be a test and you need to study chapters one through 10. If you decide to only read chapters one, three, and five, you will miss out on valuable information that you will need not only for the test, but probably also for your life. So today I wanna begin discussing stage one, planted. And as we all know, A seed does not become a plant or a flower in an instant. It has to go through the planting process in order to germinate. The word planted appears 128 times in the Bible, and this lets us know that God sees this stage of the germination process important and vital for our spiritual lives. For example, Psalms 1, three says, He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season and its leaf does not wither. Jeremiah 17.8 says, Bless is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is the Lord. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters which spreads out like its roots by the river. Psalms 92.13 says, Those that are planted by the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. And Genesis 2.8 says, And the Lord God planted a garden in Eden, and there He put the man whom He had formed. This garden represented a place of rest, a place of peace, of safety, and a place of growth. So what is God's goal with planting us? You see, God wants to cultivate you with the goal that at the end of your process, you would have developed and grown into the person he has created you to be in order to fulfill his plan and his purpose. So don't forget that being planted produces growth. In my previous episode, I shared the conversation that I have with the salesperson in the garden department and he gave me some advice about moving my plants but i decided that i wanted to get some more information so i went to my trusty google to do more research on what i needed to do what i discovered was that all the sites that i found gave me the same advice and the same first step the advice was be patient and the first step said prepare the soil now i told you guys that i don't have a green thumb okay so i just thought preparing the soil means if it's dry wet it and move on okay don't judge me i feel like you're judging me right now i told you i'm still learning okay i didn't realize how important preparing the soil was and a lot of these sites emphasized by stating things like preparing the soil before planting is essential. If your soil isn't right, your garden will struggle to reach its full potential. And another one said, healthy soil is the basis of healthy plants and a healthy environment. And immediately I said, okay, Holy Spirit, you're speaking straight to my heart. So today I wanna share with you what happens during stage one of being planted. Part of being planted is preparing the soil. The first step in preparing the soil is tilling. And tilling is simply turning over and breaking up the soil. Tilling exposes the rocks, the sticks, and it also reveals all dead roots that need to be removed. The tiller has to cut deeply, allowing the water to penetrate what would be the plant's roots. This is exactly what God is doing in our lives because spiritual tilling, even though it's difficult and at time is grueling, it is necessary. During this step in our lives, God will begin to till deeply into our hearts so he can soften those hard and dark places, you know, those places that no one sees but him. And what he also does through tilling is that he exposes the rocks, those obstacles that you have faced that have not allowed you to deepen your relationship with God. God's tilling will reveal sin and even those bad habits that need to be exposed and removed. I looked up a picture of what the actual till looked like and I noticed that the till has some sharp looking claws and those are needed to be able to dig deep, into the soil and it just reminded me of how God uses his word that is a double-edged sword to cut deeply into our pride and our self-centeredness. Hebrews four twelve says for the word of God is living and effective and sharper than any double-edged sword. It is able to judge the thoughts and the intentions of the heart. So my friend, God wants to till through those negative thoughts that are sometimes are holding you hostage. Those thoughts that tell you that you're not enough, that you are alone. But through tilling, God also wants to remove old roots. Roots of old religious way of thinking. Roots of self-doubt, of comparison, of bitterness. Roots of fear. Roots of unforgiveness allow God to till your heart. Another step in preparing the soil is that we have to remove the weeds. And one thing that I read was that weeds, if they're not removed in advance of planting, they will continue to grow and spread. And it provided, it provided options on how to remove the weeds. One said that if you dig it out and remove it immediately, They won't return. But another option says that if you cover the weeds with layers of newspaper or cardboard, you will smother those weeds and they will not grow. This revealed to me that God knows and He chooses which weeds He removes immediately and which ones He allows to be part of our process. So, God must remove the weeds that will hinder your growth and sometimes that mean relationships, it might mean friendships, it might mean jobs, TV shows that you're watching, music, anything that will impede your growth must go. The problem with weeds is that often they look very similar to the plant that is growing. So today, I want to encourage you to be diligent in analyzing your life for the things that even the habits, right, that are growing in our lives that sometimes they appear to be good. I've encountered many people that tell me, listen, this is just me. I'm very straightforward. And they take that as this is how God wants them. But one of the things that I realize is that if by you being straightforward, you hurt someone's feelings, that's not God. Being straightforward does not give you the permission to offend others. So we must check our heart's posture because love reflects in the way we speak also. So the third step in preparing the soil is pouring the right amount of water. So the soil needs to allow water to enter the ground. So when the seed is planted, it can be used in its development. We cannot and will not thrive without the regular deep watering of the Word of God. We will not survive on just sprinkles of water from a daily verse or listening to just a worship song. Because if we're not careful, we will suffer our own spiritual drought. We need to spend consistent time with the Lord and if we don't we're going to find ourselves reaching out for other things to fulfill our thirst so today i challenge you to set aside intentional time for the watering of your soul after tilling and removing the weeds and after the watering of the soil the gardener takes the seed and it presses it deep into the soil and i know this step is painful It's painful because you must surrender total control to the one who has planted you. And sometimes we have to do it alone. In this process we can't take our husbands, we can't take our wives, we can't take our kids. Because the nutrients that are in this soil are specific for our needs and our development. And I know that it must take a humble heart to admit when we are in need of change and when we acknowledge that some of these things are hindering us and they need to be surrendered or removed. Being deeply planted might feel lonely at times, right? I don't know if you ever felt like that. I've been in moments where uh, I feel alone and I understand that Not everyone will understand the change that I'm going through, that you're going through. And there will be people that will call you to add to the drama, to gossip, and even to invite you places that you know you shouldn't be. But they might get surprised when you say, you know what? No, I'm not not doing that. I'm not going there. I'm going to church. Or I'm going to meet with some friends that are going to pour into my life. Because what's happening is that while you're being planted, you will begin to change your desires and you will begin to change the way you think. Philippians 4.8 says, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, and whatever is admirable, think about such things. Those things become a priority in your mind But you're only able to achieve this when you're planted in His Word and in His presence. And another reason why this step is painful is because it represents the beginning of the brokenness and the death to our old self. Because not only are we born again when we come into salvation, but we continue to die to self as part of the process of sanctification. And the last reason why this step is painful is because sometimes you will get stepped on and things will be unfair and they will seem unfair. And all you wanna do is open your mouth and defend yourself. I've been there, I understand. But Exodus fourteen fourteen says, the Lord will fight for you and you only have to be silent you only have to be still i know that's hard i've been there when you want to open your mouth and and give your version right or give your give your story your truth but god knows your heart let him fight for you being planted might seem like a stage of inactivity right like nothing is happening and because you're not doing anything, you will find yourself wanting to do things. And then you will see that some doors will close. Not because they're not from God. Because God is preserving you. God knows that you're probably not ready to carry the responsibility of what that will entail. But today I want to remind you, you were not man-planted. You were God-planted. So, in your planting process, God is gonna strengthen you, God is gonna take care of you because He is developing you. So, you might ask yourself, okay, so what do I do while I'm planted? What do I do while I'm waiting on this next stage? My advice to you is: be still but active. Psalms 46:10 says, Be still and know that I am God. So Be active in deepening your relationship with God. Be active in building authentic, productive relationships. Be active in being present and being intentional. Be active in serving. Serve your community. Serve your church and do it with excellence. So God the gardener is ready and available to begin your planting process. Are you? Blessings. See you next time. Thanks for listening and joining us this week. Make sure to visit our website, sprouttalk.podbean.com, where you can subscribe so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you were blessed and found value in this podcast, we'd appreciate your rating. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that will help us out too. See you next time.